The Cypher Film Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Cyphora Film Podcast. I am Andy Walker. The other face you see on the screen at the moment belongs to my son, Scott. Hello, Scott. Hello there. I'd like to add, you'd only see me as long as you are watching the video. Well, that's true, yeah. But, okay. <laughs> Just to confuse everyone that only listens to this. <laughs> well, yeah, but, you know, I get, I, 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 I get confused between ones that aren't and ones that are and what's going on and who I am and where my teeth are and who's got my feet today and things like that. So, anyway, um, we are here to review films, as always, and this week we have a plethora a plethora a cornucopia of science fiction and for some reason i'm not quite sure why i picked three 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 science fiction films altogether well i don't know the last one it says science fiction but it's science fiction horror Let's let's debate that when we get to it, shall we? Right. <laughs> so uh, again, two shorts and a long, as as we do quite often, not always, but quite often, most of the time, ninety percent of the time, ninety-eight point nine percent of the time. Do you know that ninety-seven point three two five percent of statistics are made up on the spot? Anyway. Um, Sorry, you said that. All I could hear was someone snickering in my back in the background. You dropped your coffee. <laughs> right. So the first film, which is a shorter one, uh, is from 2020. <laughs> I can't speak. 2022. 2022. 2022. And it is called From Above. Yeah. It's uh, Ridder Films which uh, made by Blake Ridder. He's writer, director, cinematographer and editor. Uh, the producer was uh, Lewis James. The cast, Sarah Alexandra Marks and Lewis James. And the synopsis says, have you ever wondered if we are alone in the universe? The answer to that question is yes. Yes, we're alone, or yes, we've wondered. No, yes, I've wondered. Oh. Um, so, what did you think? Um, uh, we've watched a few of Blake Ridder's films before. We have, and 
I'd like to say that all of them have had their very own twist and weird things about them. Yep. This one confused the life out of me. Well, yeah, I mean, it is a bit odd. The, the whole thing's a bit odd. The, 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 the beginning of it is, is odd, but quite funny. Yeah. Um, and then the whole thing is a bit odd. It's interesting, but the thing that gets me is... Um, I'm not sure what it was about as such, to be honest. But the thing that gets me is it's like... Um, it reminds me of an old joke. Yeah. Let me explain. You see, him, you see this thing heading towards Earth? Yeah. And you see what's going on in the flat? Yeah? And you see this thing heading towards Earth, and you see what's going on in the flat, and then the things that go on in the flat go on in the flat, and this thing's heading towards Earth. And at no point does it ever really say that there's any connection between those two things. No. <laughs> so I don't know if they're connected or not. <laughs> So they might just be happening at the same time. It might just be two completely separate events that are happening at exactly the same time. And neither of them actually have anything to do with each other. Yeah, it's it's very bizarre. It's just the whole thing's bizarre. Like, I get the fact that obviously everyone's got different eating styles and eating habits. Yeah. I understand that. Like, obviously, you've got vegans, you've got um, vegetarians, you've got halal and stuff like that. Yeah, I have never known anyone just to eat a bowl of peas for dinner. Well, no, but it I does... get the fact that there might be something extraterrestrial about it. But... There's something odd about it because of the fact that they don't remember actually. Or flicking them at each other. Yeah, well, that's the you know, that's that's. Yeah. I don't know. It was the, it was the intensity of when she dropped the first one. Yeah, that was that I loved. This is the intensity. I was like, I, I was like, damn it! Is because of the fact the way, like you said, the the with the that and the the pictures of what totally in from space. And I sat there like, this like someone's angry. The fact she dropped the B, so they've sent an asteroid. I'm like, okay, but just. Yeah, the whole thing was very confusing. I mean, the thing is, I mean, quality-wise, it's brilliant, as his films always are. Well-acted, well-made. But as I say, I just, I have no idea what it was about, really, because it's never really, nothing's explained in any way, shape or form. No. Um, and, and I did find it quite interesting that up until the last couple of minutes of the film, the only thing, the only, the only dialogue in the film as such is a dog barking. Yeah. <laughs> I was just, just, yeah, I just was like, I wrote down. It's the fact there's almost no speech in it other than the last minute, probably not yeah. even that. And it's just it's so bizarre. It is odd. I mean, I suppose it's science fiction, but there's nothing to really indicate that anything science fiction or or, or, or yeah, um, yeah no the only scientific bit about it is just the shots in space yeah anything extraterrestrial has actually gone on there's no but it's it's not a bad film it's just weird just odd and like don't know it's, it definitely is one of Blake Riddle films though it is the fact that there's yeah. just something odd about it and 
at least for the others we've sort of picked it up but after i think i don't yeah. know if i've missed something with this one i don't know it's, it's, i just don't know i don't really don't know so i mean if anyone wants to go out there anyone out there wants to watch it and tell us what it's about or if even if blake wants to get hold of us and just explain as i say, i've been trying i've been trying to get hold of him to come on the show but <laughs> it's harder to get hold of him than it is to knit fog um so there you go. Right, so on to the second film. The second film is, uh, again, from 2022, and this is called Brothers. It's a film by Chris Sundberg. He was the director and writer. And the cast, um, the two main characters are Andrew and Michael Pack. Um, and that's very... The, the, the synopsis. Now, this is quite interesting because the, the short synopsis tells you some things, but there's a longer synopsis which tells you more detail, which actually um, explains a few things better. But the, the short synopsis says, Brothers and best friends, Andrew and Michael, do everything together until an unfortunate accident forces Andrew to decide whether he can live without his closest, com closest companion. The main thing that you need to know more need to be aware of that's in the longer synopsis that isn't in the short one is that their father owns a robotics company yeah i did sort of wonder <laughs> it's kind of important to the plot really yeah <laughs> is that that's a bit more helpful because obviously the only issue getting the whole film other than what he builds is the hats they wear yeah <laughs> yeah i know so, I, I mean, I thought it's a very interesting idea, well-written, well-acted, well-made, all that sort of thing. Um, it's a bit odd in a lot of ways. It, it's awfully convenient that the dad just happens to own a robotics company uh, and the surviving brother knows how to build and program a robot that said it can be an exact replica of his brother. Um, yeah. <laughs> but... It's it's an interesting film. It's not bad. It's just, uh, but the the twist. I wasn't expecting the the twist at the end. I must admit. No, it's it was a very weird. I sort of, I sort of gathered that something was like, like there was going to be a. I don't know something something bad was going to happen. Really, it was like, happen, yeah. It was going to turn or something like that. Like yeah. like most films where the robots gets replaced replaces someone who built or something. It's sort of. Yeah, they start learning, and uh, but yeah, the twist of it was very weird. It's, it's a very hard hitting sort of idea as well to how the whole feeling, how you deal with grief, and yeah, uh, the sort of that that sort of if you had that opportunity, would you? Yeah, no, I, I know. I mean, I, I think it is a really, really interesting idea, and I think it would be it would be great to kind of explore it in a, in a maybe in a slightly different way in a slightly uh longer way i suppose but yeah it's, it's it's good it's it's a good quality film good story interesting idea as i say it's got an interesting twist at the end of it yeah you do have to kind of like get over the fact that it's like oh okay hang on so not only does their dad own the robotics company but this brother knows how to build, program, and manufacture a robot that not only looks like his brother, but looks exactly identical to his brother. Yeah, and, and the fact that as well that he's, he's waterproof. Yeah. 
Uh, even though that even though the beforehand he drinks a beer and it shocks him, and then he gets um, submerged in a pool and he's fine. Well, um, I imagine it's like you know, it's a thing of trial and error. Yeah. Um, now I, I I don't know a lot about robotics. I don't assume to know a lot about it, but I know that when you put when you put mechanical stuff around sand, it doesn't work that well. <laughs> Seeing sand, it sort of gets in places. Yeah. Um, I'd say I did like the science behind it. I liked like the graphics and the fact that they showed you the sort of the way they went through the sort of uploading of memories. Mm. It did make me wonder to fall across my mind is if you uploaded all the memories, surely the memory of of the accident would be there. Uh, yeah, well, I the, suppose the, it could deliberately what led up to that because yeah, but I do like it. It's the same. It's it's just the fact that I'm saying I, I sat there the whole way through again. Building a robot, it's not going to end well. It never does. <laughs> no, I know, I know. But you know, I mean, it's an interesting film, and I think it's definitely worth a watch. But it's it's I don't know. Other than being an interesting idea, I don't think it's really. It didn't do much for me. No, it just. I don't know. It just seems. I don't know. It just. I know that obviously it's fake because of the fact, but it, it almost seemed too forced. Yeah, I know what you mean. Especially as they are meant to be brothers in real life, it just yeah. seemed too forced and too sort of artificial. Yeah. I know, I agree. Strange. Okay, uh, on to the, uh, the main feature film. Now, this is a 2014 film called Extraterrestrial. Interesting, some interesting things about this film that we'll get on to. Uh, the director was Colin Minihan. Um, now he is one half of a group of one half of the company of the writing and directing uh, pair called the Vicious Brothers. Uh, now Colin Minahan, um, he did a lot of music videos to start off with in his career, uh, including ones for Theory of a Dead Man, Papa Roach, and Carly Ray Jepsen. As far as films go, other than this one, he did Grave Encounters in 2011. Uh, it Stains the Sands Red in 2016, which is a great title. And What Keeps You Alive in 2018. Um, now, the co-writer with Colin Minahan, and this is Stuart Ortiz, who is the other half of the Vicious Brothers. And he uh, was also involved in directing and making uh, Grave Encounters and It Stains the Sands Red and Grave Encounters 2. Um, so, yeah, there you go. Uh, the cast. We start off with uh, Brittany Allen, who most of the cast have done lots of TV work before this. Uh, some of which is uh, horror sci-fi based, but quite often they were only in shows for like one or two episodes. Uh, and they made TV movies and things like that. So um, let's see, other than the, the TV movies and TV shows, Brittany Allen did Dead Before Dawn 3D in 2012. It Stains the Sands Red in 2016. A film called Stillborn 
in 2017, but she was only a voice in that uh, yeah. character. Uh, in Control in 2017, Jigsaw in 2017, and What Keeps You Alive in 2018. Um, then we have Freddie Strober. Now, Freddie Strober did a lot of very, he did lots of TV things, uh, including Unreal Time After Time uh, recently, uh, Peacemaker, and he was one in one episode of Game of Thrones. Yes. Um, we'll, say, we'll say as well, sorry, that um, mine's gone blank. Brittany Allen was also um, in the superhero thing that they've done of the boys. With, oh, right. yeah, um, yeah. Oh, I can't remember his name. Luke with um, Carl Urban. Oh, right, he yeah, played yeah. a part by one of the superheroes in that. Um, yeah, Freddie Stromer also did voice for Harry Potter video game, and he was in Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows parts one and two in 2010-2011, uh, and a film called After the Dark in 2013. Then what we got? Uh, oh, my, my brain's gone dead. Oh, uh, Melanie Pap Papalia. Papalia. Uh, on top of doing other TV shows and that sort of thing, one episode and all over the place. She did uh, Super Hybrid in 2010, Smiley in 2011, and The Den in 2013. Uh, Jesse Moss, again, did lots of TV shows and movies single episodes and things like that. Uh, and she was in Ginger Snaps in 2000, Final Destination 3 in 2006, Merlin and the Book of Beasts in 2009, uh, Tucker and Dale versus Evil, um, 13 Eerie in 2013, Wolf Cop 2014, and Still Born in 2017. There we go. Uh, Anja Savchik, Sav Savsik, whatever. Um, did lots of TV shows and things again, and uh, was in Tales from the Dark Side in 2015 and In Control in 2017. Then we have Michael Ironside. Now, Michael Ironside, as most of you will know, has been in lots of stuff, did lots of TV shows and movies and all sorts of things all over the place. Uh, the first big film that I think he did that would in fact affect us was, was Scanners in 1981. Uh, then he did Surfacing in 1981, Visiting Hours 1982, Space Hunter Adventures in the Forbidden Zone in 1987. It's a great film. Um, Prom Night 2, 1987, Watchers, 1988, Minefield, 1989, Total Recall, 1990, Highlander 2 in 1991, Starship Troopers in 1997. One of your favourite films, I know. Yes. Uh, then we have a bit of a jump. He did, uh, where are we? Uh, Heavy Metal 2000 in 2000. That was only a voiceover. Uh, Mindstorm in 2021, The Shaft 2021, no, try it again, 2001, Mind, Mindstorm and The Shaft 2001, uh, Children of the Corn Revelation in 2001, Soul Keeper 2001, but that was just a voice, uh, Maximum Velocity 2003, Rika in 2005, Mutants in 2008, uh, Terminator Salvation 2009, uh, Desecrated in 2015, um, to, uh, stillborn in 2017, The Covenant in 2018, 
uh, Helmington in 2018, uh, Bloodthirsty in 2020, and he did a uh, version of Dracula in 2022. Well, there you go. Bit of a <laughs> Did a lot, a lot of stuff. Very good actor. He is. Um, then we have uh, Gil Bellows, who again did lots of TV shows and movies, was in Snow White, A Tale of Terror in 1997, uh, A Witch's Way of Love in 1997, Black Crescent Moon, 2008, House at the End of the Street in 2012. That was a remake of a Wes Craven film. Uh, Scary Stories to Tell in the Dark in 2019. Uh, we have uh, Sean Rogerson, who's and did TV shows and TV movies. Uh, did Underworld Evolution in 2006, Grave Encounters in 2011, Grave Encounters 2 2012, Stillborn 2017, and Z or Z in 2019. Uh, Emily Perkins uh, was in TV shows and movies, including the original TV. Um, the TV um, miniseries of It. Um, she was in Ginger Snaps in 2000, Ginger Snaps 2 Unleashed in 2004, Ginger Snaps Back at the Beginning in 2004, Blood, A Butcher's Tale in 2010. And that's that. Uh, we have Mike Kovac, who did lots of short films and TV shows and movies, TV movies and things. Uh, but the only real... Um, movie did apart from this cinema or anything was called Aztec in 2020. Um, we have Fred Keating again did lots of TV shows and, and uh, movies, uh, TV movies. He was in Firebird 2015 AD in uh, 1981. Uh, Final Destination in 2000, Dark Water in 2001, The Core in 2003, the Last Mimsy in 2007 and Grave Encounters in 2011. Goes on. Uh, then we have Reese Alexander. Again, lots of TV shows, movies and short films. Um, it did Blood Brothers Reign of Terror in 2007. Far Cry, the movie, in 2008. Uh, the Day the Earth Stood Still, 2008. Grave Encounters 2, 2012. Horns in 2013. The Grim Sleeper in 2014. See No Evil 2 in 2014, Dead Rising Watchtower in 2015, and Freaks in 2018. Um, Ian Brown. Ian Brown did nothing other than this. <laughs> well, maybe, maybe he did this and thought, do you know what? My career's peaked, so I don't need to do anything. Yeah. <laughs> uh, then we have Jacob, Jacob Tremblay. He's actually uncredited in this film, but the reason I've included him is because he was in Before I Wake in 2016, Shut In in 2016, The Predator in 2018, and Doctor Sleep in 2019. Yeah. So he actually went on from this to do some decent stuff. Um, <laughs> but he, he did, he did, um, he has done a lot of TV stuff and things like that, and a voice actor. He actually did the voice for Luca in the film Luca, the cartoon the oh, wow. film, Luca. Yeah. And um, Buddy, the dog, played Krusty, and he's done nothing else either. Well, 
Well, to be honest, I don't blame him. After what happened to him in this film, absolutely, he probably sat. He probably sat there with his owners and went, "You know what? I do this again." No. Right. The synopsis for this film is a lot shorter than that was. And the synopsis says, a group of friends on a weekend trip to a cabin in the woods find themselves terrorised by alien visitors. Visitors. I would say, for me, now I would say for me, you said about this being a sci-fi horror. I personally can't, don't think it could make up its mind what it wanted to be. No, it's kind of like it's kind of like a mixture of all lots of different films. You've got the, the kids in the cabin in the woods, you've got the weird local guy knows all about everything, uh, an alien abduction experiment thing, a government conspiracy, a cover up to keep the aliens happy, a sheriff that believes and a deputy that doesn't. And some of it's like a horror, some of it actually becomes almost like a found footage film in a, in a couple yeah. of houses. And then it's sort of sci-fi because you've got the aliens and you see the spaceships. And then it's just basically like a, a horror film set in a cabin in the woods. And it just kind of gets a bit confusing after a while because I don't think it made its mind up what it wanted to be. Yeah, it, I did feel the whole way through watching this, the fact that the writers sort of saw a few different films went that'd be really good and throw it all together we nail them all together yeah because like i had like you said i had feelings like cabin in the woods and um like conspiracy like the conspiracy film like blair witch bits with like the found footage the matrix at near the end of it that sort of that sort of feeling when she woke up i sat forth for it but it's just the bit that made me laugh is i sat there and just near the end of it, the Saturn got to the point where like, no, the conspiracy theorist was right. And there's not many times I What I really thought about this was I thought, well, there's nothing really new or unique going on in this film. Seen it all before, it's all been done, and it's all pretty run-of-the-mill until the last 30 minutes. And then it all just goes completely apeshit, and everything goes yeah. full-on, and it's just complete, like, mayhem and action. Yeah, and it, it stops again. <laughs> you kind of go, it's what the, happened there? So it, it's really weird. It's, it's almost like it would have been better if they'd, they'd done that as, I don't know, as a sequel bit. Or so I, I actually think yeah, the way that this, this film was wrote and thrown out, that it would have been a lot better done as a TV series to have it as the different episodes. Yeah. Because of the fact that it just seemed all over the place. I did think that after the full-on action bit, it does become a little bit cliched, to say the least, because after all the action and that is when you get the thing inside the alien spaceship, whatever, or, or Citadel, or whatever the hell they are, wherever the hell they are. And the thing there, first of all, uh, the thing at the end of it is the fact that love saves the day. Da, da, da. Well, well, yeah, hang on. This bit, I kind of thought, oh, oh yeah, yeah. It must be the end of the film. Love, love has saved the day. Yeah. That sort of thing. But the real cliche thing is after all this time, 2014, did we really need to go for the anal probes? <laughs> I wouldn't see this is the bit I don't I, I don't understand. It's the fact that they were having the whole conversation with it about that beforehand. It happened, but why does they find the need to engrave something on his stomach first. 
I don't know. Which to me sort of looked like the symbol of the Deathly Hallows from Harry Potter as well. Yeah. But it just, I don't know, just the whole thing about it. Just, but it's just, I love the fact that Michael Ironside just again plays just almost every film I've seen this man in plays the range so well. Yeah, no, I agree. It's, it's almost Ironside. like every, it's almost like every single thing is just wrote for him to do that because he does this. He's a, he's an army veteran. Or is it? He's a, a uh, sort of yeah. an armed forces veteran. He's also a drug, uh, sort of drug addict um, farmer. Oh uh, yeah, tons of weed in his yeah. yeah. Who's but, just hyped up on conspiracy theories? <laughs> but it's all the ending of it is just a bit dull and and cliched. And the only thing I did think was quite interesting was that there was kind of almost like a nod to the X Files. Because of the fact that the guy who they the, the army blokes go to to ask what they're going to do next is this guy in like a black suit who's who's before he answers the question lights up a cigarette and yeah you know like it's like the smoking man in the X Files. <sighs> the effects are pretty good. Yeah, no, so I I loved when they're in the middle of the storm and they find the tree. Yeah. And it all stops, but then it turns around and sees that wall. I thought, yeah, I know how it's done, the wall of rain, but I thought that was so well done. It was. It was. I mean, the effects in it all the way through, even the CGI of the aliens, which wasn't brilliant, but it was good. I've got a bit of the makeup of the arm when he, when he handcuffed <laughs> yeah. himself to a tree. When he, when he handcuffed himself that to the tree. Good. And I thought the way that that was done looked amazing. Because you could see the muscle definition and Everything in the arm, I thought was really well done. Did let yourself down though when they were trying to form, trying to make it look like the dog had had an accident and had parts of his guts taken out by the fact that he was just born on top of him. Yeah, well, and you could have done that as a bit of a CGI moment, but it's just yeah. The, the, I think the aliens let it down a bit. Yeah, but I did like the fact that oh, it, it was a bit confusing because it looked like some of the people that were in. The cocoons in the ship were being transformed. Yeah, I, I'm not quite sure that was happening there. Yeah, it looked really confusing. I must admit, one of my favourite parts of the entire film is actually the bit right at the beginning. Oh, what with the the That that was really well done. I wasn't expecting that at all. No, it just I don't know, it just. There are parts of it I really liked. Like there are parts of it that I sat there and looked at. But really, yeah. No, I mean honestly, I mean I think on the whole it wasn't a bad film. It was a pretty good film. There were some, there were some good parts to it. There were some really good bits to it. Yeah. Um, and it was better than I thought it would be. To be honest, mm. it was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. But it it did have this problem, as I say, for me all the way through of like. I don't think it really they quite worked out what they wanted it to be. They wanted it to be a horror film or a sci-fi film, or and it never really satisfied you either way. No, it just it seemed like sadly it just seemed all over the place. For it really, and we almost like different ideas thrown at them for doing different bits. Like like I said, the fan footage films, the like the horror, the cabin in the woods bit, and then the, in the ship, it seemed like it was sort. Of, Three different films almost thrown together. Yeah, yeah. No, I agree. I agree. It's it's quite uh, 
it, it, it's it's not a, it's not a rubbish film. It's not a film that I could say, oh, I'm really you know disappointed. I watched it. No, but it, it it's got its problems, but it's it's all right. I've seen much worse films. <laughs> yes. Well, you know, I mean, it's um, it's not a bad, silly little film if you, you know. And and to be honest, the science involved in this, what little there is of it, actually makes a hell of a lot more sense than it does in the <laughs> Moonfall. So, <laughs> oh wow! I, like, I love the sly little things you can Friday with it. I just yeah, I, I say it's a good film. I I did I, I wouldn't say enjoyed watching it. I'm I'm glad I've watched it because I'm saying I love Michael Ironside. I think he's yeah. an amazing actor. Um, there were parts of it I did like, but I yeah. just, there were too many parts that I didn't like to make it worth my while if you know what i mean I, yeah. if i had this option to watch this or something else i probably would watch something else but if it was on i wouldn't i wouldn't it wouldn't stop me from watching it it's all right you know i mean yeah i wouldn't necessarily uh, say i'd go out of my way to watch it again no but if it was on yeah like if it was on like so i was flicking through the channels late at night and it was on then yeah i'd watch it yeah but i wouldn't go out of my way to watch it. no no, I agree. So there we go. Um, I've got an itchy leg. Just thought I'd tell everyone. Uh, and people may wonder why I've been leaning over and. Is <laughs> uh, watching the video? So uh, there we go. That was that was that and 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 that. And that. Uh, we've had some we had some uh, interviews and things lately, and we have some more and things going on and coming up and down and in and out. I don't know what I'm talking about now. Uh, so, yeah, next week we've got an interview with uh, Daniel Actrill and Lewis Taylor, who uh, Lewis Taylor was the guy who did Dull. And we talk, I'm, I'm talking to them about uh, the Haunted Heist, which is the companion film to the Haunted Hall, which was on the Romford Film Festival. Uh, yeah, and then after that, we've got two specials, two specially specials, yeah. where we have films and their direct sequels. Yes. So that will be interesting. I suppose. Well, hopefully, hopefully, it'll be. hopefully it'll be interesting. Well, the second one will be. The first one I'm not overly sure about. I, I, I don't hold out much hope for the first one, but that's just me. I'm always the pessimist, you know me. I know I will enjoy the second one because I've already seen those films before. So, <laughs> anyway, um, so there you go. Uh, three science fiction films. They're all kind of like, okay, um, I wouldn't say any of them were super fantastic, wonderful. The Blake Ridder one is probably, uh, it, it's definitely worth a watch. Brothers, probably, possibly, maybe. And Extraterrestrial, yeah, it's all right. So... <laughs> 
take half an hour for basically just turn around and go, well, the first one was okay, second one yeah. was ish, and the third one was a work. And you wonder why I wonder why we don't get asked to criticize a lot of films and sit there and go, oh, yeah, it was all right. We get asked. Yeah, well asked by some people, yeah, and so you know. Anyway, um thank you very much for joining in the um Hullabaloo for a flimfning and fnell and folder roll and all that kind of stuff. Uh Scott. That's okay. Thank you for letting me be part of the madness, I suppose. As if I had a choice. Um <laughs> and uh thank you all to everyone. Thank you all to everyone. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you to everyone uh, and anyone who is listening, watching, feeling, if you're receiving this in Braille. Um, and uh, and um, uh, if not, then maybe. And uh, so, yes, uh, for all of those people out there um, who are um, listening in... Uh, I don't know what I was going to say then. <laughs> that ran away from me, that, 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 that thing. Um, <laughs> I think the whole conversation about receiving it in braille just threw you good. Oh, I don't know. Uh, so thank you very much anyway for everyone and to everyone. And my leg is really itching. Uh, <laughs> I think it must have been bitten by something. Um, like a crocodile or something, my bloody feel of it. Um, anyway. Thank you very much, and we will be back again with you another day to do more of that kind of like stuff that we do, and um, uh, and, and chomping of the lips with some nonsense coming out the other side. And uh, there you go. Thank you very much, and uh, off we jolly well trot. Bye. Bye. The Sci Fora Film Podcast. Mm-hmm.